The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! You think he's gone? He's not gone! That's the whole point! He's never gone! Is this some radical new therapy? You see? Well, I must have not been paying attention When you were just talking to me Do you think that you could repeat the question? I actually think I'm almost ready. How about that? No way. Yeah, how about that? Are you serious? My notes. We have the sponsors. I guess the things that pass for affection ain't the same as they were before. Now, if I could just wake up, I'd be fine. That coffee I made me can help. Right? Get a new cigarette going before I start. Got a studio audience today. I like that. All right, I want to hit everybody on the Papa Paz. You in the yellow car. I'm still not up to it. I'm almost there, though. Almost there. All right. We should get this show going, huh? you want to? Not really. Oh. <laughs> but my, we, we just played Melvin Taylor through the whole show. should just do that one day. I might just do the that. Whole Melvin Taylor concert. I, I might. I mean, we have the license to play his music, so. Them and Prospect Hill. <laughs> and Daryl Silva. We got licensing rights on all three. Oh. Starring. All right, I'm, I'm almost there. I'm 95% there now. Ooh. All right, hi, how you guys doing? My name's Tom Duggan here at the Paying Attention Podcast. I don't know why. Actually, I do know why. Every time I sit at home and I think, you know, maybe I'll take a hiatus from the show a little bit. Maybe I'll, you know, try and focus on it. I got a couple other projects that have just been seriously suffering since COVID. Um, I'm working on two different books. I got a whole bunch of other stuff going on. And, uh, and every time I think about it, I get a phone call from someone who says, hey, I love your podcast. I want to sponsor your podcast. So you got two new sponsors coming on next month. How do I do it now? Right? How do, you take a, how do you take a hiatus when people want more of you? Quite frankly, I can't even believe there's even one person that watches this show. I, I, I just don't. I come in here, I talk, people like it, people watch it, and sometimes we have a lot of people watching, sometimes we don't, but I just, I don't get the appeal. In fact, even on radio, I used to say all the time, I feel like I'm faking it. Like, I'd go in and I'd do this daily radio show, we had tons of ratings uh, when I was doing daily, even when I was doing the Saturday show on CAP and Lowell, we had tons of ratings, we had tons of emails from people, and I'd go home and go, like, I don't get it. Like, all I do is just go in and, like, do what I do at the clatter when we're sitting around having a beer, and just talk about, like, stuff. You know, but it's because you're good at it. Maybe right? I, I guess. Like- I guess. Although our ratings are down a little bit, but I really attribute that to two things. 
there's a, there's a lack of controversy locally. Mm-hmm. And when there's controversy locally, people tune to us for that. That's our go-to thing, right? Of course. Um, and the other thing, too, is everybody on the fucking planet has their own podcast now. <laughs> like, we, I was doing this when nobody had a podcast. I was literally the only, like, one of the only podcasts out there. And it's one of the problems with being ahead of your time. Everybody else catches up and everybody else is doing it. That doesn't make you seem so special. So, um, so I have been giving some thought to maybe taking a, a hiatus. I was actually thinking about for maybe like six months. But now I can't do it. And with the election coming up, I've got candidates now calling and asking me if they can come on. We have Estella raised for uh, state uh, representative in Lawrence. And Methuen is going to be joining us uh, in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Jeff Deal, candidate for governor. And we had Chris Doty, candidate for governor last week. I thought that was a great show. I was. I thought that was a great show. Um, I didn't run it as many times as I wanted to, but I will, I will run that a few more times for the candidate because I want people to hear from the candidate what the candidate thinks and not in this you know, format that you see on 4, 5, and 7 or Fox News or CNN. You know, that format where you get like, you know, uh, tell us what you think about world peace. You've got a minute. You know, like that doesn't right. work. No. So I know that like we go a little longer than most podcasts because I want to squeeze as much substance into this show as I possibly can. But I just want to thank the people who, who watch the show and, and listen to the show more. Um, I think we have way more people listening, downloading the listening. Is that right? Yeah, the, that's, that's general with most podcasts. Yeah, so, so we have more people. Who, so those who go on Facebook and look at like maybe last month we had, um, maybe last week we had maybe 1,000 people watching on the Facebook video. That means generally like five times that amount of, of people have downloaded the audio oh, and yeah. listen in their car or when they're running or whatever. Especially as the weather gets nicer, <clears throat> you'll find that trend. Yeah, yeah. People, people going outside to do their walks and stuff and they want to listen to, uh, I don't know why they want to listen to me. Quite frankly, I'm sick of hearing me. I think I'm way more overexposed than I need to be. We got lots of stuff going on, though, nationally. It's just so crazy. The world is changing so fast. It's hard. It's hard for the average person to, 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 to take it all in and to digest it and to think about it because just as you're thinking about the latest crazy thing that's happened nationally or internationally, five more crazy things happen. And the world, the, our country and the world is changing so fast. And I, I saw... Um, obviously everyone's talking about abortion. Everyone's talking about Roe v. Wade. That's all anybody can talk about. And so my plan for today was to come in and not talk about that. That's what everybody else is talking about. However, right. however, there's nothing really else going on except at like the national and, and international level. And since that's the case, I mean, I could have come in and I could have talked about the stabbing at Methuen High School. And I could have spent a whole day on, a whole show on that. But you guys have already heard everything that I've had to say about that. Before the stabbing even happened. I mean, we've talked about the, the, the uh, critical race theory bullshit that's being taught in the Methuen schools. We've talked about the gender stuff that they're, that they're pushing on your kids. Asking fifth graders to go on Facebook and, and, and publicly pronounce their, their uh, gender preference. Binary, non-binary, all that other crap. And this is just not stuff that should be going on in schools. And when it does go on in schools, this is, these are the kinds of things that happen. You get stabbings, you get shootings, you get kids beating each other up. There's no control. They have no control over the Methuen school system whatsoever. And by the way, if I had spent a whole day on, on that topic, I would have started with the $4 million missing dollars that are still missing in Methuen out of the school department. $4 million. Methuen is on, and I will get to the abortion thing for a minute, but I want to touch on this. Methuen is, is in receivership. They're in partial receivership. They've got a CAFO. 
that was appointed by the state to oversee the finances of Methuen. And it's not because of Joe Solomon, and it's not because of the police department, and it's not because of the contracts. It's because former superintendent of schools, Judy Scannell, misappropriate. I'm going to say misappropriate, and I'm going to say it in the legal t- tense, but she spent $4 million she couldn't account for. All right? And what she, she and the school committee, a pox on all their houses, told the public at the time was that it all went to special ed. Well, from the numbers that I've been able to look at in the last four years, only about a million one went to special ed. The rest, we still don't know where it went. And there has been not one investigation by Neil Parry, who said when he ran he was going to do it. There's not one investigation by any member of the school committee who said they were going to do it when they ran for office. I had every single candidate for, for, uh, for city council here. Every single one of them except Jim McCarty showed up, all of them. And every single one of them, without exception, said, when, when I get, we get in, we're going to get to the bottom of the missing $4 million. And here we are five years later, almost five years later. Anybody know where the $4 million went? Mm-mm. Nobody knows. Nobody knows where the $4 million went. We know where maybe a million one went. And if that was Joe Solomon, people would be calling for someone to go to jail. If that was the police department, people would be calling for investigations by the attorney general's office. They'd want, uh, they'd want the UN to come in, the United Federation of Planets, and Jean-Luc Picard to look over the books. I mean, they would be going crazy. But because it's the schools, and that's where people shovel money to die, nobody gives a shit. Nobody cares. So I could have spent a whole show on that, and I, maybe I probably should have. But I really want to get to some of this abortion stuff, this Roe v. Wade stuff, because I watch CNN, even Fox, the level of misinformation, the level of incorrect information, the level of, of lying that's gone on on this topic has just gone on long enough. And I toyed with the idea because I actually did a show on Roe versus Wade six months ago. Spent the whole show talking about Roe, Roe, Roe versus Wade. Again, ahead of my time, unfortunately, people forget that you were the guy that said it six months before it happened. Um... So I'm going, to, I'm going to talk about it a little bit today. First, I want to pat myself on the back, since nobody else will do it. Because if you go to the Valley Patriot website and you look at the column that I, the, uh, the editorial column that I wrote in November of 2016, after Donald Trump won the election, I, we said in that editorial, while most people will not believe this, if, if Donald Trump stays true to his word, as to who he's going to appoint to the Supreme Court, Roe versus Wade is done within his second term. Well, if, if Trump had gotten elected, we'd be in his second term right now. And here we are. The United States Supreme Court apparently has decided to overturn Roe versus Wade. Now, what, by the way, what is Roe versus Wade? A lot of people don't want to tell you. Nobody wants to get into the details of what Roe versus Wade is. Roe versus Wade was a Supreme Court decision that basically wrote in the margins and abortion. Right? The Constitution says what it says, and it means what it means. And it outlines the rights that you have under the Constitution that the government can't take away from you. And there's a line in the Constitution that says, any right not enumerated in this Constitution is a right left to the states. Now, the Constitution says that, and the Constitution means that. So when Roe versus Wade came before the Supreme Court to decide whether or not abortion was a constitutional right... The justices at the time decided to go with the fad. They decided to go with the times because there's two philosophies on the, on the Constitution. There's, the, there's the, my philosophy that it says what it means and it means what it says. And it doesn't say what it doesn't say. 
And I want to thank uh, Anthony Scalia because I'm, I'm paraphrasing him, but he's one of my heroes. In fact, one of my biggest heroes. The other philosophy is that it's a living, breathing document that changes with the times. And I remember coming in here saying, those of you who say that the Constitution is a living, breathing document that changes with the times better be very, very careful that you, get, you, that you don't get, get what you want. Because if it changes with the times, the, the, the example I gave on the show six months ago was, if it changes with the times, well, then slavery could eventually become legal again because, you know, it doesn't say what it means. What if, it, what if the times change? And suddenly someone reads into it and says, no, I think it actually means slavery is okay. I didn't think for a minute that it would be Roe versus Wade, but now here are all the same people, all the same friggin' liars who go on TV and tell you what they believe isn't what they believe. The Elizabeth Warrens of the world who run around saying it's a living, breathing document, it needs to change with the times, and now suddenly running around completely obsessed with the, with the, with the notion that it's settled law, it's precedent. Well, I mean, you either believe in precedent or you believe a living, breathing document that changes when you feel like it. You can't believe in both. And that's the biggest problem, with the, and I want you guys to sit back from a 30,000-foot view and watch this Roe v. Wade decision. You know, the, 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 the biggest thing that this is exposing in our country is the situational politics that all of us have. That when it's, in our, when it's, when, when it's, it's going to go our way, we make argument A, and then when it's going to go against us, we make the exact opposite argument. Think about the fact that the same people who have been telling you for the last five years that men can swim on women's swimming teams and that men and women are exactly the same. That trans, testicle, gender, whatever they call them, um, can, can, are exact, a man pretending to be a woman is exactly the same as a woman. We've actually had congressmen say that men can have periods and get pregnant. I mean, the level of absurdity is so ridiculous, but they say it. That, that in fact, we have a member of the Supreme Court. Her name is Jackson, and during her confirmation hearing, a congressman or a senator asked her if she could define what a woman is, and her answer was, "I'm not a biologist." You need a biologist to define what a woman is. You need a biolo- You need to be a biologist to know what. 3,000 years of mankind has, has known just instinctively, and yet these same people, Elizabeth Warren and the Jacksons of the world and the Ayanna Presleys of the world, suddenly they've all discovered women's rights. But I didn't think women had rights because I didn't think that they were women, right? I mean, you can't have someone not be a woman and then talk about women's Right. Suddenly they've all discovered women's rights. Now suddenly it's all about women. The same people who told you that women didn't exist. That there's this non-binary, half-binary, non-gender fluid crap shoved down our throats every day on the news. And if, by the way, if you disagree with it, you lose your Facebook account, you lose your Twitter account. Now suddenly running around talking about women's rights. Can't say that anymore. How about all the people for the last three years? Please spare me. Spare me. The, the, the three women that came on my Facebook page and said, my body, my rules. I said, oh, then I guess apparently you're, you're an anti-vaxxer. Because for the last two years of COVID, we were told, it's not your body. The government has every right to tell you what to do with your body. Take the vaccine or you can't get on a plane. Take the vaccine or you can't get a government job. Take the vaccine or you lose your job. Take the vaccine or your kid can't go to school. All those same people who said that it's not your body and you have no right to it. 
are now the exact same people on CNN crying and whining and clutching their pearls, all upset about Roe v. Wade being overturned. All of a sudden, they've discovered women. All of a sudden, they've discovered the right of their body. And they're all just a bunch of fucking hypocrites. They all are. And not only are they hypocrites, there's something wrong with them. You know, it's one thing to believe. Let's back up a little bit. Most people in America are pro-life in some form or another. Most people, I think the number is like 70% of people in this country, believe that there should be some restriction on abortion. And yet the same people who are telling us that we need to restrict free speech because there's restrictions to constitutional rights, and we can restrict your gun rights because there's restrictions to constitutional rights, are the same Elizabeth Warrens of the world who are running around saying, can't restrict abortion, it's a constitutional right. The lying on, and it's on both sides, but it's mostly on the Democrat side on this issue, but the, the lying and the hypocrisy is at such monumentally ridiculous levels that I think the average person just tunes it out. So what Roe versus Wade actually said was, even though it's not enumerated in the Constitution, we, the justices of the Supreme Court, are going to write it in the margins and say that it's there. And once they said that it was there, our legal system had to, had to behave as though for the last 40-something years, 50-something years, as if it was in the Constitution. It's not in the Constitution. Roe v. Wade has never been good law. It's horrible law. It's not in the Constitution. And by the way, if you're someone who wants an abortion, it doesn't matter if it's in the Constitution. You don't need it to be a constitutional right to get an abortion. If you want to have an abortion, if you want abortions to be legal, you call your state reps, you call your state senators, you lobby them for what you want, they go into the state senate or the state legislature. Hopefully, they're going to carry the will of the people. And if enough people want abortion to be legal in Massachusetts, it will be legal in Massachusetts. No one's taking that away from you. The Supreme Court did not say that abortion is illegal, as I heard on CNN yesterday. I actually heard some idiot on CNN yesterday, right before Don Lemon came on, say that the Supreme Court is taking away women's rights to have an abortion. The Supreme Court is making abortion illegal. No. It's not. What it says, what the, what the current opinion says is that abortion will be brought back to the states, as it should be, and voted on by the people, as it should be. And yet the same people that have been running around, Joe Biden and Ed Markey and Elizabeth Warren, who've been running around the country. I just had a total, I just had a, I did get distracted by something over there and I got a total brain fart. Um, you know, the, 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 the level of hypocrisy is just ridiculous. So let me go through some of this. Um, we have a, a clip of Elizabeth Warren. Is it that I'm getting old that I have more brain farts during the show? Like, I go back and I listen to my old show, and I, I, I do catch myself doing it sometimes. I think it's more lately, though. I'm wondering if I'm just getting old. So, no so Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren and Joe Markey and all these people, they're liars. They're going to say whatever. It's situational politics. They're going to say whatever it is that they think is going to get them elected and keep them elected. And by the way, keep the money coming in. The reason why you have Democrats at high levels freaking the fuck out, I mean, completely losing their shit, is because they're making millions, millions from the abortion industry. The amount of money that gets given to congressmen and senators is obscene. And then the congressmen and the senators vote to give taxpayer money to Planned Parenthood and other, uh, other abortion providers and abortion lobbyists to which they take that money 
and then donate it to the politicians. So really what they're doing is it's a raid of the Treasury is what it is. Elizabeth Warren advocates for abortion and then advocates to spend your tax money to pay for abortion so that some of that money will come back to her coffers and come back into her pocket. That's what it's all about. Otherwise, I don't think you'd see her acting like this. You get the other one. The other one's even better. She's walking to a car, and, and and the reporter even feeds to her like she's supposed to say. She said she was angry, but I guess the script was she was supposed to be angry and upset. So when she said angry, the reporter reminded her she was supposed to say upset. Listen to this. It's hilarious. How, how are you feeling? I am angry. Angry and upset? Angry and upset and determined. Mm-hmm. The United States Congress can keep yeah. Roe versus Wade the law of the land. They just need to do it. I, I've never seen you so angry. You seem to be... This is what the Republicans have been working toward this day for decades. They have been out there plotting, carefully cultivating these Supreme Court justices so they could have a majority on the bench who would accomplish something Where? that the majority of Americans Where? do not want. I'm losing millions of dollars. people across this country across this country, red states and blue states, old people and young people want Roe versus Wade to maintain no, as the law of the, the land. The we need to do that. And we have a right. Extremists, we've heard enough from the extremists. And we're tired of Thank you, Senator Durfee, for opening the door for the constitutional rights. Oh, that's great. That's great. I could watch that. I must have seen it 500 times before I came into the show today. The best part is the side thing that I mentioned before the clip, is that she, the script was supposed to be, I'm angry and upset, and she forgot to say the upset part, so the reporter fed her her line. None of this is real, folks. If you think Elizabeth Warren is genuinely that upset over over, she might be genuinely upset that she's about to lose millions of dollars out of her pocket. Maybe that's what she's upset about. But if you think she really gives a shit about abortion, let me tell you something. Elizabeth Warren doesn't give a shit about abortion, and neither does Ed Markey. They don't, they don't give a damn about Latinos coming across the border. They don't care about people from the third world getting fed. If, if Latinos started voting Republican tomorrow, Elizabeth Warren would be building the wall on the southern border herself. And if the pro-life industry was giving her as much money as the pro-choice industry is giving her, She'd be down there. She'd be down there shutting down abortion clinics herself. She'd be putting a lock on the door herself. She doesn't believe in anything. And you know how I know? I actually read her book. I wish I could remember the name of it. I read. She wrote a book about eight, ten years ago that was wonderful. By the way, you should all read it. In fact, the Elizabeth Warren of 2022 should read the book that Elizabeth Warren wrote 10, 12 years ago. Because the book that she wrote 10 or 12 years ago was, was, it was amazing. It was about the death of the middle class. It was about the role of government. And it was great. But then she got elected to the Senate and she didn't mean a goddamn word of it. She went against every single thing that she ever said she believed. And the hypocrisy is crazy. Here's the other thing is, you know, the, the, the demonization of the other side in politics is at a fever pitch. The, the Republicans are evil. They're trying to take away your rights. No, I'm not a Republican, but I'm going to stick up for them. It's not that they want to take away your rights. There are people who are Republican and independent and even Democrats. My mom is a pro-life Democrat, by the way, Elizabeth Warren. So it's not the Republicans. 
There's plenty of Democrats who want restrictions on abortion. And it's up to each state to decide what those restrictions should be. In Massachusetts, there's no doubt in my mind that in Massachusetts, abortion on demand up to third grade will be the law of the land. No question about it. Because the abortion industry is huge in Massachusetts and they spend billions in Massachusetts. There's also no doubt in my mind that states like Alabama or Texas or Oklahoma are going to say, you know what, after the, after the first trimester, you're really killing a human being and we don't think that you, you should be having an abortion in our state. You want an abortion in the ninth month, in the, in, the, in the 30th day of the ninth month, when the baby's practically talking already in the womb? Go to Massachusetts. They'll be more than happy to kill your kid, right? But it's not because the Republicans are evil. And she's right about one thing. For all of the crap that I give Mitch McConnell, and he's a horrible senator on 80% of the issues. He's a horrible human being on about 80% of the issues. But I'll say one thing about Mitch McConnell. He has been dedicated since day one to getting enough conservatives on the Supreme Court to overturn Roe versus Wade. Not because it's what he wants. Not because he's against abortion. But because it's bad law. It's just bad law. Who are, who are the real extremists here? Elizabeth Warren says that these extremist Republicans, they always have to demonize the other side. The Republicans are extreme. So let me ask you guys, no matter where you stand on abortion, put that aside for a minute and just, and just ask yourself what's more extreme. The belief that abortion should be safe and legal in the first trimester, but should be illegal after that because it's a human life after that. Or the side that says abortion undemanded to up until the minute of birth and the president of NARO, the National Abortion Rights Action League, actually said out loud on TV one day that if a doctor fails to complete the abortion and the baby is born anyway, they should have the right to kill it anyway. That's what these people believe. That's what they want. And not only do they want it, they want it codified into the Constitution so that nobody can stop it. And there's tons of money being made on these, on these abortions. Tons. And it's not the abortions themselves. The baby parts get sold to science for stem cell research and a whole bunch of other stuff for cloning for a whole. And and if you think it's just us, it's not China's. We learned that China was creating half mice, half people during the COVID. Remember during COVID, they were talking about how they were humanizing mice. There's all kinds of really scary things going on in the scientific community. And I don't think we should be a part of it. Now, maybe you, maybe you disagree. That's fine. But the only thing that Roe versus Wade has decided is that it's not a federal constitutional right. Now, again, there's no doubt in my mind that it will be a constitutional right in Massachusetts by like tomorrow, because Massachusetts is a one-party dominated state by Democrats, all of whom get money from the abortion industry. And if you are pro-life and you are a Democrat in Massachusetts, they primary you. They put a pro-abortion further left further liberal candidate into the race in the primary to knock you out. They did it with Marcos Devers and Lawrence. You don't think I'm, you don't think I'm, I'm, I'm telling you the truth on this? Well, let me just give you a local example because everything goes back to Lawrence, right? We get that local example to give you, to let you, to let you see what's real on the national level. Marcos Devers is a pro-life state representative from Lawrence and, ha- and always has been. Four years ago, he, six years ago, he got primaried by Juana Matias, who is a pro-abortion Democrat, liberal Democrat. The party endorsed her, 
not the sitting state rep that helped them get funding, not the sitting, sitting state rep that they tell that they love every time they see him. The bigwigs and the money people in Boston supported Juana Matias, and she beat Marcos Devers. Now, she ended up leaving to, take, to, to run for Congress a, a year later because she thought she was so amazing as a one-term state representative that she was ready to go to Congress and replace Nikki Songus. So Marcos runs for his old seat again, and he ends up winning. But I guarantee you, I guarantee you, he will be primaried again by a pro-abortion Democrat to try and get him out of the legislature, even though his vote means nothing, because we've maybe got five pro-life legislators in the state house, maybe five, maybe eight. Now that Jim Lyons is gone, maybe it's seven, right? But what's more extreme? Is it more extreme to think that abortion on demand up until third grade is, 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 is okay? Or is it more extreme to say, no, we should regulate some of this abortion stuff? I know a woman who had an abortion. She had complications after the abortion. She went to the hospital. They wouldn't admit her. They told her she had to go back to the clinic where she, where, she, where she had the abortion. And they do that because they don't want any paperwork in the healthcare system showing all of the women who have had abortions, who have died from abortions, who have been maimed from abortions, who have, been, who have had horrible health issues because of abortions. They don't want any of that stuff because they're making money on abortion, just like they're making money on Ukraine. The minute we pulled out of Afghanistan, lo and behold, we got a world war going on, Right? Under four years of Donald Trump, for the first time in the last hundred years, we didn't have any troops fighting anywhere, and we weren't sending bombs to people who were involved in any wars. And then all of a sudden, Donald Trump was gone. The Democrats took over again, and oh, by the way, here we go. We're, in, we're, we're going to Ukraine. Might not be sending troops on the ground in Ukraine, but maybe we are secretly. We don't know. But certainly our troops are around Ukraine. They're in Belarus. They're in all the countries around it. And as soon as we get out of Afghanistan... Well, we had to create another reason to go to war. Why? Because tons of people in the Pentagon and tons of people in the, def- in the military-industrial complex are making billions of dollars on it, your tax money, money that could be going to homeless people in Lawrence, money that could be going to homeless veterans in Boston, money that could be going to people on Social Security eating dog food. That's where the money should be going, to mentally retarded children who need to live in a, live in a, uh, a group home. That's where the money should be going. The people living on the streets in Boston, that's where, the people who are addicted to heroin and need to get a bed at Tewksbury Detox, that's where the money should be going. Not to Ukraine and not to abortions in California. All right. I guess, I guess, we're, I guess I'm done. I, I, I watch, you know, I have my very strong opinions on abortion itself, but it doesn't matter. Because even if I was for abortion, even if I thought abortion was the greatest thing in the world, I still read the Constitution and it still says what it says. And it still doesn't say what it doesn't say. And it doesn't say anywhere in there that you have a right to have an abortion. Nowhere in the Constitution does it say that. Which means it goes back to the states. And some states will have it and some states won't. But it's not the end of the world. In fact, the same people were saying that this is a threat to democracy. They're the threat to democracy. Because what the Supreme Court said was that you should get a vote. You should get a vote on abortion. If you're in New Hampshire, you're in California, you're in Massachusetts, your legislature is going to take it up now that Roe v. Wade's been overturned. And your legislature is going to decide if abortion will be legal in your state and what restrictions there should be on them. There should be restrictions on abortion, I think. But even if I'm wrong, even if, even if you believe that there should be no restrictions whatsoever... That should be up to you, not a, not a bunch of people sitting in, in, in Washington, D.C. wearing robes. 
And all the same people who said all these white men making decisions for women, Carrie Parent came on my came on my page and gave me all kinds of shit yesterday. And by the way, I love her, even though she's totally wrong about all of it. My body, my rules. You can't say that anymore. And then she said, what about all these white men? These white men making decisions for women. Go on my Facebook page from yesterday and look at the picture of the white men that decided Roe v. Wade originally. It was white men that gave you that right to an abortion that didn't exist in the Constitution. So while the abortion issue is important and Roe v. Wade is important, what's more important is the way it's being covered. What's more important is what your government officials are telling you. Because out of one side of their mouth, they're saying one thing, and out of the other side of their mouth, they're saying the exact opposite. And by the way, we have it at the local level too. I'm not going to mention a name, because I'm not going to get the shit kicked out of me again. But there's one state senator, local state senator, whom I love to death, who has told me privately on numerous occasions that this person is, quote, horrified by what abortion is and what abortion has done to babies in this country. And then, because they're running for office, posted yesterday on Facebook that abortion must be protected in Massachusetts. So I'm telling you, none of these people, even the ones that we think we like, even the ones that we think we know, none of these people are telling us the truth. Because the dirty little secret is it's not really about abortion, it's about money. It's about the, the, the abortion industrial complex. That's what it's about. It's about aborting as many fetuses as they can so they can get materials to sell to scientists to do all kinds of cloning and all kinds of experimentation in this country, not just in China, in this country. That's what it's really all about. And by the way, if you want an abortion, you're still going to be able to get one somewhere. If Massachusetts outlaws it tomorrow, you can go to New Hampshire. If New Hampshire outlaws it tomorrow, you can go to Massachusetts. Remember all of that when you put on CNN and you hear the exact opposite. And by the way, don't, don't believe me. I always say on my show, you hear something that I say, you don't think it's right. Look it up yourself. Look it up yourself. The, the very people who said, I'm going to end with this. The very people who said that this is going to lead, in fact, the president himself yesterday said that this is going to lead to transgender children and gay children being put in separate classrooms. He obviously didn't read the decision. The decision clearly states, and I read the decision, the decision clearly states that this ruling only applies to abortion and, quote, nothing else. So this is not a precedent for gay marriage. It's not a precedent for any other, any other issue that comes before the court. And a little note of caution to those of you who are attacking the Supreme Court today. This is the same Supreme Court that expanded gay rights a week ago. This is the same, uh, this is, this is the same court that made Obamacare, that said Obamacare was not unconstitutional. These are not right-wing ideologues who are all just pushing their politics. I love when people say that a week after they got what they wanted, right? A week ago, two weeks ago, they got expanded gay rights out of the Supreme Court. And nobody said, oh, they're a bunch of left-wing politicians giving us their political opinion. And then today they gave us a conservative ruling, and we're hearing a totally different story. I believe that there are some justices, there's a few justices, who are looking for the result that they want and don't care what the Constitution says. But the vast majority of them aren't. And if you look at the totality of the rulings out of the Supreme Court just this year, you will see that you will see very, very liberal-seeming rulings out of this court that's supposed to be so far right-wing that Hitler looks to the left to see them. And yet they're making very liberal, very liberal decisions that I have questioned myself. So please, don't fall for the hate. Don't be attacking people. If you're you're pro-life, 
don't be calling people baby killers. I find myself, every once in a while, I'll catch myself starting to do it, and I try to, I try to stop myself. Please don't do that. And if you're for abortion, stop yelling and screaming at your fellow Americans that they're trying to take away your rights and that they're evil and that they're fascist. They're not. We have two schools of thought on abortion in this country, and everyone's entitled to have their opinion. And everybody's entitled to see it from the perspective that they're on, that they're from. And that's okay. That's what America, that's what democracy is supposed to be about. Before the Supreme Court took away your right to have that view, before the Supreme Court took away your right to vote on that view, that's what America was. And this ruling is going to bring it back. It's going to allow you to have a say. It's going to allow you to debate with your fellow Americans, your fellow Massachusetts residents, your fellow New Hampshire residents, call your state reps, call your state senators, and tell them how you feel. And hopefully they will vote the way the majority of the people in those states feel. That's democracy. The only bad guys here are the people at the top. The only bad guys here are the people who are running our government who are just lying to your face every single day. On one day, you have no right to your body. Get the vaccine or you're done. The next day, your body, your choice. Think about all of the hypocrisy and don't believe anything that they say on CNN. Even Fox. Even Fox has been horrible with this. The only, they are the only network that's had pro-life people on to discuss this issue. CNN has not had one pro-life person on to discuss this issue. CBS, NBC, CB, uh, uh, CNBC, I've watched all of them. Not one of them has had one pro-life person on to discuss this except for Fox. But even, even Fox is screwing it up. So my, 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 if anybody from Fox is watching, please stop helping. Okay, you're making things worse. You're not making things better. We need people in this country to be able to discuss this issue, decide this issue, let the legislatures speak on this issue, and then you know what? It will probably go away. It hasn't gone away since Roe versus Wade because it's still been very contentious. Half the country feels one way, half the country feels the other way. This is a way for both sides to get what they want, to have a negotiation in the middle, to have restrictions in some states and not in other states, depending on what the people of those states want. That's America, folks. We witnessed it this, this week with the Roe v. Wade draft decision. And so I think I'm just going to leave you on that happy note. I think every person who disagrees with me on abortion, I'm very pro-life. I'm very, very pro-life. But people who disagree with me on that, on that view, they're not bad people. They're just people who see things differently. And vice versa. If you're, if you're for abortion, maybe you've had an abortion, maybe you feel so guilty you've had an abortion that now you're going to feel like you're going to defend it. The people who are advocating the opposite, the people who are advocating for, for life, they're not trying to take your right away. They're trying to save a baby because that's the way they see it. Let's try to talk to each other on this. We're going to go. We're going to wrap up with Melvin Taylor. Let's try to talk to each other on this and not scream at each other. I want to thank Carrie Parent for coming on my page yesterday and kicking the living shit out of me because it was a great discussion at the end of the day, not just for me and for her, but for the 16,000 people that follow me on Facebook that watched that, that conversation happen. Because when it was all over, we're still friends. And you don't see that in a lot of places. You don't see, in this environment, you don't see people disagreeing on something so vehemently, call each other names so vehemently, and then still walk away being friends. Let's, let's get back to being Americans now that Roe v. Wade is gone. Let's start talking to each other instead of screaming at each other. I want to thank our sponsors. Crap, I should have had this ready when Mel started. Thank our sponsors, McLennan Real Estate Century 21, AFC Urgent Care, Marsan and Sun Construction, EIS Investigation and Gun Training, Borelli's Deli, Tomo and Shaken Seafood, 
Lazy River Products. I'm going to be Lazy River Products this week to get uh, some cannabis. We're going to try that for some medical reasons. And a free shout-out to Sebastian's House of Toys. Thanks, Dave Garofalo. Thank you, Chrissy. Melvin Taylor says you got to go home. So go home already and be good the to each other. and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.